the College Planning Edge. Multiply your odds of getting into your dream college and get your hands on thousands of dollars of fat, juicy scholarships. Brought to you by Lockwood College Prep, helping college-bound families get the edge in college admissions, financial aid, scholarships, and test prep. Alrighty, welcome to the College Planning Edge podcast. This is the podcast for parents who are stressed out and upset and confused and lack clarity about the whole getting into college and paying for college thing legally, ethically, without uh, photoshopping or getting indicted under any type of investigation. My name is Andy Lockwood, and what follows is an episode of our Facebook Live show that Pearl and I do every Tuesday called College Talk Tuesday. That's available at uh, facebook.com slash college talk Tuesday. Hope you enjoy it. We talk about some more sort of ironic stuff that has come out in the whole college admissions scandal, uh, Rick Singer, Felicity Huffman, and so forth. And a couple of, uh, I guess, a little bit of commentary on what this all means and advice for parents. And I also, and Pearl uh, joins me here, we talk a little bit about some ongoing negotiations that we are doing with our, and on behalf of our clients uh, that has nothing to do with the scandal. It's just more about here's what is happening now in at the end of March in college admissions and financial aid. So I hope you enjoy it. Please uh, subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you hear this podcast. Please leave us a rating, preferably glowing, five-star it's five out of five, I believe, uh, if you like it. And please share it. Hope you enjoy. All righty. We're live here on the Varsity Blues podcast. No. The Side Door no. College Prep and Photoshopping no. LLC podcast. That's not the name of our podcast. Oh, I beg to differ. Okay, just kidding. Pearl Andy Lockwood here with our Facebook Live and podcast because we're going to be uh, using this recording. So College Talk Tuesday comes to you every Tuesday at 12 p.m., even though we were on technically at 11.58. Never happen again. Probably not. Right. Uh, but also the College Playing Edge, which is available on the iTunes and the Stitcher and other places that I've never really been to, but I've heard of, and I listen to other podcasts talk about, but I think we're on them them also. Cool. Anyway, so um, there's been a, I don't know if you've been paying attention, there's been a, a scandal in college admissions. Oh? Yes. Tell me. Well, it has to do with um, people kind of sleezing their way in. Come through on. Through the side door uh, with this guy, Rick Slinger. And, I, you know, I feel like, there's no new information at all because I was obviously I went through and you uh, went through, you know, dozens of, of news stories. And after a while, they're sort of echoing each other. Um, you know, we got some media time for it, which was uh, which was sort of fun. Made us feel really important for a couple of hours. I just want my old life back, Pearl. Yeah. Um. It's back. Yeah. So, so, uh, but there's been, you know, every, every once in a while as I slog through this stuff, there's like some new juicy details. So I want to share a couple of those today, just some interesting sort of tie-ins or, or fake tie-ins, not collusion, just, right. uh, just, just <clears throat> some tie-ins. And 
if you guys have any thoughts or observations or um, comments, I see, who do I see? Hello to Lisa O'Donnell and Pat Barry, two of our loyal uh, audience members. Good to see you guys here. So um, I thought one thing was kind of funny that, um, you know, to, to drum up business, Rick Singer. I actually, and by the way, so we're going to talk a little bit about the scandal just to, you know, kind of. Who can get enough, right? <laughs> I, I personally, I've had enough, but I just keep finding stuff. But um, we should also talk about like sort of what's happening now. That's what we usually do mm -hmm. on College Talk Tuesday. So we'll get right into some negotiations. I want to walk through um, a case study that I'm in the middle of right now. Yeah, and then just some touchy-feely recommendations given the time of year. You're, if you're a graduating 2019 student, you're going to be sending a child off to school in the near future. And there's... Um, besides financing discussions that need to be had in terms of paying the bill. Um, and when does that come out and when do we know? And so we pretty much know that the housing deadline is largely May 1st. Are you going into that whole thing? I started to go into a spiel. Well, this was sort of like but, the beginning. Here's what we're going to talk about. Yes. Okay, not, so I'll I'm, circle back to yeah, that. Yeah, right. I'm going to monopolize the I, rest I of know. the 30 minutes. I did, I did. I felt it as I started to do it, and I was like, well, he'll stop me when he's no, no. ready. See, this is the problem. I am not your snowplow husband. I am not going to clear the way for you. You're going to call you me on my stuff. There's accountability no, no, here. You just, you just have to internalize it. You are a celebrity. I saw you on CBS. You have to step up your game. Don't rely on outside forces, okay? <laughs> that is that is the overarching message here, isn't it? Uh, perhaps. Each of our episodes, I feel like, has so Stick many different, insides, different interwoven themes. It's kind of hard sometimes to tell where we're going mm -hmm, with this. Indeed. So back to Rick Singer, as I started to um, talk about. Uh, so <clears throat> this, I thought this was kind of funny. You know, he did a lot of um, a lot of speaking, as do I, to different groups. Um, I try to get you to come, but you hate coming because Pearl kind of gets sleepy around seven to eight, somewhere in there for first sleep, and she gets up at two. And then, okay, anyway, so um, he, he did a lot of um, sort of big financial firms, and which I've done a few of those also. Mm -hmm. um, so he spoke to Oppenheimer. He spoke to Morgan Stanley and a few other places. Um, I've spoken to Morgan Stanley, Wells Fargo, just you know, different local branches and all that. Mm -hmm. So um, the title of his talk? Gosh. No. Raising a Balanced Child in an Affluent Environment. I think it's funny. I think that's funny. Here's another irony before we get into what um, a balanced child means. <laughs> um, so, yeah. so Felicity Huffman, one of the celebrities, caught up in this. Uh, she assuming, seems so normal. Assuming you haven't been hiding in a cave, you know that she's she's she one of the nice. people. nice. I think she is nice. Uh, that, my, that's my overall impression. That's, that's Her sad. peers, including David Mamet, uh, the playwright. The playwright. Yeah, that I'm David impressed. Mamet. Okay. Yeah, always be closing, Pearl. Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, famous mm. line. Nice. So um, he thinks very highly of her, and he had he had, had an interesting quote also. So anyway, the tie-in that I thought was very interesting is you know she was not exactly like a lot a lot of the parents are very high achieving people who um, clawed their way up or you know very high high achievers in other not just uh, the worlds of finance and business but also like Phil Mickelson. Uh, who has not been implicated in any way for anything unseemly, like no donating, just regular college advising stuff that he hired Rick Singer for. Mm -hmm. Joe Montana, you know, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, after Tom Brady, who is the greatest of all time. Um, <laughs> and and um, 
but the, what one of the interesting I thought um, sort of quotes that I came across or, or angles is that these these parents who were um, very high achieving and motivated and all that instead of letting their kids um, acquire those skills and characteristics themselves snowplowed not helicopter but snowplowed mm. all the obstacles um, that that would have been you know preventing them or or, or hindering them perhaps in their achievements in their mm -hmm. lives. So that's that's one of the ironies. Another irony, which I know you like to talk about, so I, I think we should. Yeah. Another uh, irony is that um, Felicity Huffman, her grandfather, was actually a founder of Morgan Stanley. Like she's not from a, an underprivileged background, so that, that's one thing. She's not, mm -hmm. but she's a high achiever. But you know, he Rick Singer spoke to some Morgan Stanley branches. Her, you know, her, her her grandfather was involved founding them. Hmm. But that's kind of interesting. Just okay. a little, you know, little food for thought there. A little Jeopardy esque piece of yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, David Mamet had um, a, a sort of a letter of support, sort of, for William H. Macy, uh, who has yet to be implicated, apparently, and Felicity Hoffman that kind of um, pointed out that, and I, and I agree, actually, is that um, apparently he has been, had some sort of experience with admissions offices at elite schools, and he thinks the whole process is um, unfortunate and corrupt and a joke. Um, and but he, he was almost kind of letting Macy and Huffman off the hook by saying mm. like you know they were just overzealous you know they 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 had a lack of judgment, which which I think is is true but very generous a little more generous than yes. you know than, than I would have given it right yeah so um so those are my thoughts on that let me see we got some oh, comments get coming hate in uh, well I don't think he cares right so I see uh, Margaret Barry Sharp and Pat Barry they're her. Sisters, I believe that's funny, <laughs> saying hi to each other, um, and Margaret saying, "How about those low achievers?" You know what? There's um, there's no one applying to college who's a low achiever. Or, everyone's fabulous, and everyone's a leader. So I don't know what you're talking about. Um, there's a place for everyone, and that's the God's honest truth. That's true. Yep. So I thought something else that was kind of neat that, that uh, I'm going to put in my um, newsletter at more length, the College Planning Edge newsletter, that. Um, so, so I was on uh, Fox with Neil Cavuto a few times, and then it was over. And I, you know, kind of came down from that uh, giddy attention. And um, I, I went to my my mailbox um, last Friday and saw saw an, uh, an envelope, you know, from Fox News. And I was thinking, oh man, I shouldn't be, you know, maybe maybe it's like a cease and desist letter I'm using because I'm using the video of me, you know, all over the place to promote <laughs> to promote myself shamelessly. And instead, it was it was a personal note. I'm sure his secretary typed it up. I don't see him doing this over his laptop, but it was very chatty and friendly and nice and thanking me for coming in, you know, a bunch of times. And he signed it. And I was I was saying to myself, first of all, I felt like that was like the, the coolest thing. And I, you know, I was on cloud nine for about eight minutes. And um, uh, then I said, you know, this is the type of thing that I always tell our clients and our kids to do when they meet with admissions officers. Or anyone that they should acknowledge that um, you know, thank you for your time and, and all that. And here, here's a guy who had no reason to curry favor, you know, with me as far as far as I could tell. And I'm not saying that in a self-deprecating way. I'm just saying like he's you know he's a he's like a vice president of Fox. He's mm -hmm. not just a, a media personality. Really? Yeah. 
And but he's I'm sure this was his habit that he probably learned, I'm guessing, at an early age and built his network of people. And I'm sure that's something he did. I remember, Chicken or the egg. Right. I, Good habits. I remember Look reading like George, George Bush, the elder one, was was famous in in political circles for doing the same Letter thing. Writing. He had yeah, exactly. Little notes and stuff. Yeah. So it, it took him, you know, probably twenty seconds to, right. to dictate this. A little bit of I'm effort guessing. goes a long way. Yeah, and it just made, it made me feel great. And that's, um, you yeah, know, I think that's something that, frankly, I don't think we have our kids do enough. Like when no. they get a check from their grandmother, you know, for 50 bucks for their birthday or whatever. But it's like, it's it's a nice thing. And um, if you, especially if you want something, you know, not, not to make this less nice, but if you want something like to be admitted to a college and you want to stand out and you want to be impressive to the people that you met, it's a handwritten note. It's not an email. Uh, this, so this made me feel great. Of course, I'm going to frame it along with the non-Photoshop photo. <laughs> uh, so that was something else I thought I would throw in there. Comments or thoughts? Uh, no, that's a good lesson. And and for that matter, with any interaction, I mean, it's a good piece of advice that will go a long way with your child, with your student, with yourself. Uh, you get more with, what is it, honey than vinegar? There are so many ways to say that. But basically, if you more have flies. an opportunity... Um, if someone is in your life, whether you know they're doing something for you, they have a chance to affect you in one way or another that you care about. Um, it ignores to your own benefit. If that's you know, of course, ethically and morally, we want to do what's right. But secondarily, it ignores to your benefit because if you do, as Andy said, make yourself stand out for showing these extra niceties in a thank you letter and an acknowledgement. Uh, you show your person of integrity and character by doing that. Right. And in his case, it was the letter that he, that he um, wrote was one paragraph. It was about two sentences or something. And, you know, it was, it was clearly not a boilerplate type of thing. But when you are, when your kids are, you know, going on interviews, or probably even for job interviews, I'm not talk, talking exclusively about mm -hmm. college because this note that I got has nothing to do with college. Uh, it's you know it's it's a nice thing just to have a one sentence thing. I really enjoyed meeting with you today and talking about blah blah blah. Uh, I'd love to stay in touch in the future. Let me know if you have any questions. You know, something like that. It that definitely tips the scale in your favor. It's easy. It's so easy to it's do. It's such a low hanging fruit. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's like okay, it it you took the time. You cared. You knew enough. You had the sense and judgment to do something like that. Whoa. Is um what it says about you. And that's important when uh, someone is neutral, let's say, and then you do something like that, it can only tip in your favor. So I want to talk a little bit more about um, some of the hypocrisy, which, mm. which is always fun to, uh, to, to talk about. So, um, you know, other ways that, uh, and I'm just looking at an article here by um, Lynn O'Shaughnessy, who's um, a, uh, she specializes in college, but she's a financial journalist. Um, and she, you know, was talking about some of the other ways that, um, that, that admissions officers and, and, co and college in general favors the, uh, the ultra wealthy. So, or, or, or just wealthy or, or mass affluent. So, um, you know, colleges, uh, favor students born on third base. Uh, this is an article. She said it from the New York times that, um, 38, elite schools, including some of the ones caught up in the current scandal, mm. um, have more students enrolled from the top 1% of the income scale than they do from the entire bottom of, of 60%. Oh, I don't, I'm not even saying that's wrong. I don't, that's, I don't, I don't, this may be kind of controversial. I'm not sure that's wrong. 
Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's morally wrong. I just I just think it's interesting. Um, there's definitely a, an advantage if you are a full pay student, uh, flat out for, for most, uh, not all, but most colleges. And um, the this is kind of interesting. Uh, I remember seeing this, but I, I kind of blew it off. Um, you know how a lot of schools are going test optional? Yeah. There's a very strong argument that even though those are supposed to, those are that policy is done to sort of Im- improve diversity mm-hmm. and all that, it actually favors affluent families. It has a, one of these um, <laughs> sort of uh, Freakonomic sort of counterintuitive effects because um, it, it helps kids with crappy test scores from rich families get in. Oh. So, so the schools will have to report lower uh, test scores. Hmm. <laughs> I thought that was very funny. That is funny. And I thought that the most interesting thing was, you know, on the, which I've always um, kind of mused about, um, when you're filling out a common application, there's a few sections in there that ask you about your parents and what they do for a living and all right. that. Why do you think that's there? Mm. Yeah. So so that's why I don't think this is re- really that scandalous other than the complicated tangled web of deceit well, and lies that he that he that Rick Singer fraud. right but but in terms of what he was doing it's just sort of like you know an extreme end of something that's already happening. So True. so in terms of you know um, having a, a a great tutor you know take a test for someone in a test center in Canada or the west you know flying into the west coast or Arizona or, or whatever that's all particularly uh, diabolical criminal yeah downright absolutely. criminal yeah but but it's only it's not that far removed from this other stuff as far as I'm from concerned. a lot of the other conduct that yeah. goes on anyway yeah and it's a real bended curve it's very there's a lot of gray that yeah. doesn't meet the smell test either Listen, you know, frankly, we charge a lot for our services, and the people who generally, uh, you know, sign up with us, we have a few one percenters. We have a lot of sort of mass affluent who are mm-hmm. not in, in the one percent, and we help. You know, we coach kids and help. You know, mm-hmm. help families get more money. You know, uh, th- through that in legal ways, unindictable uh, ways. Correct. Um, you know, there is as far as I know, I don't know process. what the hell you do all the time, but I uh, keep it legit too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although you recently you have, you have had a couple of people ask you to sign stuff on yeah, their behalf, won't do and, it. and you're like, no, "Have you ever done that? Nope. I mean, have you done? The, no, you know, yeah, I, I, I won't don't. do it. Yeah, I mean, no one's. Are you no one's serious? Watching. Okay, no, we're not recording this or anything. It's just not. No offense, none of you are worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Why would be offended by that? No, mm-hmm. there's an expedience, there's a convenience, but that doesn't outweigh the liability. No, no. yeah, exactly. So we're like mortally afraid of that stuff. I guess is what what mm-hmm. you're trying to say. Former prosecutor. Yes. Yeah. So, okay, um, so let's talk a little bit about negotiations. So okay. we're in the middle of, um, we're just, I think we're just approaching like the peak negotiation season, yeah. meaning that um, most housing deposits have to be in by May 1st. Did you no. send our sons in, by the way? No, but I need me to. Me too. Okay. Um, and uh, there's going to be a mass sort of flurry uh, of activity here in, in our shop mm-hmm. um, with trying to pit schools off against each other with offers and all that. By now, just about everyone has heard from every um, school. Yes, just and, about. And we like having all, well, maybe, I guess maybe not. There's still some Ivies that, ha- that are coming in in a mm-hmm. matter of days. I think the 28th days, yeah. might, might be the Ivy day. So, um, so what our preferred way of negotiating involves, you know, preferably because uh, the best defense is a great offense, having offers from other schools that compete. So I was talking to a client of ours, um, Rachel, mm-hmm. um, about an hour ago, and sh- um, sh- her uh, child got into a great regional, local-ish college she's not local to us and we have other a private school mm-hmm. and um she got about thirty five thousand dollars off which was great yeah. but 
some other schools, like there's one, one in Boston who competes for the same mm -hmm. types of kids, mm -hmm. and um, Rhode Island and a few other schools, they came in anywhere from three to $10,000 better offers. So we're trying wow. to use those offers to play off against the, the one that she's decided to is, go is to. the right place. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. that that's part of what we're doing. Um, I think we just wrapped up one for our, our clients who live in the city and uh, their, their uh, son got into University of Chicago. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how much you were paying attention to the emails going back and forth. But in that case, um, originally they get U Chicago and they played early decision also, which I don't love for financial aid purposes, right. but here's, here is an exception. I think maybe we'll see um, where the kid um, got in and he got a great offer, but it wasn't anywhere near the net price calculator. When you compared, right. Put it, you know, which Where their expectations would have been. Well, right. So there's a, every college, if, if you're not in the know, every college has a net price calculator that you can go on and put in some of your information and they'll give you an estimate what you should be eligible for. In this case, uh, they're eligible for this according to the calculator and they got this, but it's still a good award. So we went back and appealed and we knew, I knew exactly what the issue was, was she, she had had mm -hmm. um, a property that she had sold. And, what are you doing? Some dips? Working the trias? Yeah. Okay, adults. Uh, so, so, um, but that property since the time that you had filed had been sold, right? And the and in fact, uh, going even further, the proceeds to her were non-existent because she had a lot of debt to pay off, right? Mm -hmm. It's a divorce situation and a kind of a deadbeat debt. So, at the time of the filing, she looked a lot different on paper than at least at least in the view of the financial aid office. So we had to go back and say, okay, listen. Um, number one, that property we don't own that property anymore. Number two, uh, all the proceeds that we, that we would have gotten those are spoken for, you know, five times till Sunday. So U Chicago came back and gave her another twenty one thousand dollars. Right. So it was a nice move, but she still, you know, really needs more money. She, her financial need was still a lot more severe right. on the net price calculator than what she got. So so then we made one last appeal. Usually it's one round, one and done. But in this case. There was one more appeal, and she um, got another three thousand bucks. Great. So yeah, it was, it was great. But I, I I think that had she not gone early decision, I I wonder she would have had some more. I flexibility. wonder if she could have had some some more movement on Maybe. that because she still is going to be out of pocket about eighteen grand, mm. which is very nice for right. a school that costs seventy. Yes. And especially starting from being out of pocket about thirty five thousand dollars or, or, or a little bit a little bit more than that. But you couldn't even do that while at a state school. You can't, but she still could use. I mean, if you look at her financial need right. on paper, it, it's even more mm. than what she received. But and Chicago, I think, is a, a fair school. Yeah. We've had good dealings with them. Mm -hmm. We have a few people who used to work for them who mm -hmm. uh, who help us out with essays and stuff. But uh, you know, it kind of made me wonder if, if she had some. If we had some other offers to play off against U Chicago, would would it have helped? Mm -hmm. Wouldn't have hurt. No, wouldn't. Have. Yeah. Sometimes we see bidding wars. You know, for. Kids that um, schools want, yeah, badly enough. So, okay, let's see who is joining us here on College Talk Tuesday. We got um, Lisa O'Donnell. You still keep reminding us shamelessly about uh, about being on TV. Um, did I mention that, Lisa? <laughs> I don't remember that. Um, when looking at the money offered, do they also look at the differences in college price? Yeah. That, so the answer is that. Um, we always make arguments that about the net price, so that that would factor in the you know the cost of attendance. So if two schools are equal in term, relatively equal in terms of prestige or, or competitiveness, 
and one school gives a large award, but the net price is still higher, that's not going to help if you're trying to negotiate against a school that gives a smaller award, but the net price is lower. Right. So we always care about the net. You know, it's it's the the cost to go there, less free money, not loans. That's the that's what I call the net price. So we always make that argument. If the schools compete with each other, it's usually two private schools. Occasionally, we we have luck with state universities, you know, but not nearly as prevalent as uh, as private colleges. Yeah. All right, Pearl, you got anything else before we uh, head up? No. Head up to lunch, not out. No. Uh, I think that's a wrap. Just um, I would encourage those of you now that you have chosen a school to quickly get your student, so to speak, onboarded or have your student get themselves onboarded with any um, Facebook groups the school has or logging in, starting to become part of the school so that they, you know, start to form a connection with the school. Let's, let's say hello to Halit Gavi, who uh, asked a question I just answered in chat at the last minute here about um, whether need-based money can be more than merit-based money. Yeah, I mean, it really depends on the, need. Uh, on the financial need and the income and all that. Mm -hmm. So, for, for example, at Ivy League schools, it's only need-based money. So there is no merit. So that's, you know, much, you know, they, they give a lot of money. So it's much say, more than zero. But yes. Yeah, right. You're so cynical. Yeah. I've seen it. Um, yeah, but but um, yeah, for for most of our clients, uh, without revealing any confidences, they if they have very, I mean, the, the U Chicago example, she had a very low income. Mm -hmm. our, most of our clients who have very low income are self-employed business owners who uh, write off a lot and still somehow stay out of jail. Mm -hmm. And um, and most of our clients are sort of in that mass affluence who, you know, like I said even before, even some one percenters um, who are much more likely to get uh, merit, not need based. Mm -hmm. Um, but many of them still need the forms to be done anyway, yeah. just to be in, cause, you know, cause schools, a lot of colleges require that for, yeah, for need based. So right. anyway, okay. So let's wrap up here. Uh, we've got a bunch of, um, workshops coming up, uh, two this week and then uh, a few thereafter. You can look, look at the schedule. If you're local to the New York area here, Long Island area, um, on our, on our website, lockwoodcollegeprep.com. We are Long Island's greatest unindicted college advisors. We just ranked that. I don't know if you saw that. Hi. What? No fist pump or whatever. Okay. Um, and uh, what else did I want to mention? Something else that was um, probably not as interesting. Oh, in our podcast. Yeah. So I just interviewed. Um, I thought this was the greatest thing that that um, Mr. Betterton agreed to do. If you want to hear an insider, like I mean a real insider's uh, view on how all the development stuff works, pay to play, donating, all that type of stuff. Um, a friend and mentor of mine who has served on the admissions committee at Princeton for 30 years and he was a college board trustee and all, all sorts of other insider stuff. He was very candid with me. We talked for about 45, 50 minutes on how all that stuff really works, not just what you're reading about in the news. And I thought yeah. that was pretty cool. So I put a link to that in the in the summary here, collegeplanningedge.com. Awesome. That goes right to our, it was, it was actually uh, I was surprised at how candid he was. Hmm. Uh, so that, that's, that's a freebie that's on our podcast. Okay. All right. All right. Thanks for listening. All right. Thanks for joining us. We'll, we'll be back next week. Hi, this is Andy Lockwood. Don't forget to visit our website, lockwoodcollegeprep.com, for some more free, valuable information on how you can multiply your chances of admission to your dream colleges and qualify for thousands or tens of thousands of dollars of fat, juicy scholarships along the way. 
Visit LockwoodCollegePrep.com for information on our free upcoming workshops and webinars and to download a copy of our number one best-selling book, How to Pay Wholesale for College. That's LockwoodCollegePrep.com. Bye-bye.